Hey guys, welcome to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J, where we discuss all the things life has thrown at us since turning 30. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Turk 30 Podcast with Mary J. I'm Jay. Mary, welcome back y'all. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> tuning in again. Um, so we're on episode three and uh, this week we'd like to discuss how friendships have changed um, as we have approached and now into our 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is probably a loaded subject and sometimes when I discuss it or I'm currently dealing with it with with my different friendship circles I sometimes find it I don't know about you I find it harder to deal with tension with friends than in dating and partnerships oh most definitely absolutely (laughs) yeah so let's just dive right on (laughs) in I guess I mean Mary how would you say like you know your friendship circles have changed overall as you approached and I guess now into your 30s with everything that you need So my friendship circles have been slowly dwindling down since like 25. Like, um, (laughs) let's put that out there. (laughs) Definitely been closing in the circle uh, for some years now. But overall, I would say, you know, it's definitely quality versus quantity at this stage in life where you just need friends that are going to be more purposeful and add more to you uh, at this phase versus feeling like you need to roll with a big crew or you always need to be you know 20 deep definitely just need that sturdy three or four kind of <laughs> like main ones that you know you know they're gonna hold you down regardless and and I'm okay with that I'm definitely okay with that what would you say I think I definitely agree with you. And it might just be natural process that, you know, over time, your friendship circles tend to really dwindle or hone in or get very, I guess, selective. I think I'm Mm, always like, Larry, when I see people with like six, seven best friends, I'm like, they all your BFFs? Like, like, (laughs) like all of them? Like, you don't got like one or two where it's like, no matter what's going on is all I'm calling. I can't, you know, you can have close friends. You can have, I have a friend that, you know, we do this with, I do that with, mm-hmm, whatever. I just yeah. can't really see six or seven tight, tight, tight friends. Like I, I just don't even have the energy to entertain that many people to the same quality and to the same degree. So, I mean, over time, just naturally as, you know, we grow and some of it has, like I said, some of it has been natural. Some of it has possibly been, as a second result to like drama and it's just like okay we need to weed each other out so that we can be our best selves we just need to go our ways but yeah mm-hmm. definitely in line with the dwindle comment that it's just been fewer and fewer and fewer um over the years fewer people that I'm inviting to close events and I remember I saw something recently actually where it said that you know at this stage in life your friends need to align with your future not your past mm-hmm. I don't know how you <laughs> where it's like actual factual to be reliable I need them to be supportive but I need them to also grow you don't need to grow at the same rate that I'm growing but I'm on this particular curve and I need you to be on some type of curve yourself like we can't just still be in a immature mindset you know what I mean like we can't be stuck in the things that we were doing in our 20s because we are not in our 20s we have learned different we are making conscious decisions we're making responsible decisions so I need to kind of see that growth or 
can't really see us yeah, maintaining well, this. You naturally just will not have as much in common. Conversations will be very surface level and superficial. I think once you get to that point where it's like you're growing and the person or the people around you are stagnant or kind of, you know, living that same way then I feel like you just literally like the friendship will fizzle out on its own naturally I think because you just literally will have nothing in common and on both ends I just think you guys will no longer like make it just won't make sense so do you feel like I mean I agree with you do you feel like friendship circles tend to shift naturally I should say like because you're you're growing you're going in different directions or do you sometimes feel like it's a second result of something like poor communication or drama, or I mean, maybe possibly it's both, but I don't know what happened with your friendship circles. Yeah, I would say for me personally, it was definitely a natural growing apart. I've always, well, not always, but in my adult years, I've been pretty good about uh, weeding people out that were drama filled. So I was never really like hanging out with people that were really on that bullshit uh, <laughs> but I think like as because you know like throughout your life you start like you make friends at maybe a, a job that you have and then you have that in common and so then like while you're working like that's kind of what you guys talk about and you hang out with people that kind of pertain to that job or near that job or whatever and then somebody leaves the company then it's like you realize like oh actually all we ever did was talk about work or like all we ever did was you know get drinks after work or something yeah. and so that friendship just naturally like I said fizzles out or you know you have friends from certain time periods in your life that or y'all met you know because of a mutual friend that you had at that time in life or something and then you just don't have that commonality anymore so I feel like that's generally speaking the story of my friendship life cycle that I just the our paths kind of just go separate ways and I'm not one to cling or hold on to things that don't make sense so I'm, I'm definitely like the ghost friend <laughs> where I just <laughs> literally just cut you off perhaps with with or without you knowing and then <laughs> um and then True ghost. True ghost. and then you know i you know just stop answering calls or whatever and which well i'm sure we'll get to that later in the, in the episode because sounds that, like that, you changed your number that, that changed your email <laughs> you move without notice it sounds like <laughs> yeah I, I i have been historically i've had a reputation but I've grown since then and we'll discuss um, the improved communication skills. But yeah, I would say that that's pretty generally how it happens. I think I've had one like major friendship breakup where it was a whole like to do and it was like a thing. Oof. Yeah, it was like a Oof. thing. Like when you gotta, you know, have a sit down and discuss things, and that was like my biggest breakup period, probably. Like wow. relationships included. Wow. So yeah, right. 
I let's mean, maybe let's let's try to unpack that but let me um let's yeah, talk say, no. right quick <laughs> <laughs> you jump on in there because yeah no i've agreed i mean you said a couple of things like buzzwords like commonality and fizzling out and time put in and i think it definitely sparked or triggered me because i've 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 gotten the backlash with friends where it's like they still have like that no new friends mindset or we were here first where you know sometimes you know you just gotta live with the fact that some things are seasonal some things are for that season and for mm-hmm. that reason and for that moment and mm-hmm. it may mm-hmm. natural fizz out or it just may be a little underlying toxicity that is just like we gotta cut the cord so it's like you know imagine you're going to work and you're spending all this time just like you said like day in and day out you're going to end up probably having a little bit more quality time put in with that coworker, although or i'll be that they're somewhat new in the timeline to your life but right now day in day out this is the person i'm constantly talking to this is the person that i'm building with they see me in stressful moments they see me in positive highlights at work they see me maybe coming in late because of a family situation. They see me leaving early because of whatever. So they may just have a little bit more immediate access to my life. Not that I'm forcing them in and pushing someone out. They just naturally had that immediate access that it just built a relationship over time. And I think when it starts to become a sign of like, yo, like what is the status of our friendship if this is going to be drama if I have to explain to you why I'm spending time with so-and-so or it's like oh what is that person doing here or I didn't know that they were coming that just changes the vibe I don't know them okay well I do you know what I mean so mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. you said like you might transition jobs and you may not keep as in contact with that person I might have been with that person heavy at that point but they were for that season and there have been times where I've changed jobs you know I have people from 10 years ago um, at my first job post-college that I'm still very close with. We go to each other's like life events, whether it's, you know, child showers or weddings or just summer parties. And then there are other people that like, I was probably close to two years ago. You might've seen me with heavy after work that now that I'm not in that position, like you said there, maybe that common ground is no longer there. And I just feel like once you start to put in common ground or once you start to put in time, there's sometimes it comes this pressure to keep that friendship going where sometimes we have just exhausted, mm-hmm. we have expired. We've exhausted our time period with each other. And I think that particular notion has been the hardest with childhood friends. Yeah. In your adulthood, you realize yeah. that, you know, adult shit, keep it going. You know what I mean? But I think childhood friends, you, they want to stay along because it's been such time and they should be a part of all of those achievements and moments where it's yeah maybe we gotta realize we've grown apart here yeah it's like you don't want to lose out on the time investment that you've made yeah 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 i definitely definitely uh understand that <laughs> definitely understand. yeah and and that's challenging um because on one hand you do feel like you have all this history with someone and a lot of times they blend in so much with your life. Like your families end up being close or, you know, just so many of your memories and things include the person. And so you don't want to feel like you're going to lose all of that. If, you know, if you guys are, if the friendship dies out and you feel obligated and oh, that's the worst because you should never 
never maintain a friendship out of obligation. I was just about to say that obligated where it hit home. I know. Rough. Yeah. First, first, first hand. First, <laughs> first hand. I How? feel like now that we say it out loud, I'm noticing, I didn't really notice it before. I'm noticing that there is actually a difference, you know, kind of like body language, but there's a difference if they say, oh, what happened to you and so-and-so? And you just say, oh, you know, he or she's doing this in life or we just grew apart. I feel like there's an understanding when you say the phrase grow apart versus mm-hmm. we're no longer friends. I feel like that's dead to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <That> definitely has <laughs> a negative like, connotation. It's I like, just, damn, what happened? <laughs> to me, it's kind of the same. It's like, oh, I don't really talk to her anymore. But then, you know, you shrug it off. But I feel like mm-hmm. when you start to say that I don't talk to or we're no longer versus, oh, we grew apart or time life yada yada you know what I mean where I, I feel yeah. like that's a little less friction filled or it's like not faulting anyone no one's at fault it just happened mm-hmm. versus there's a little bit of underlying tone yeah, there. it's a catalyst <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um, uh probes for more questions like oh why oh what happened it definitely sounds like negative I think when you're, um, because I really, it's not until now where I'm like, oh, ow, it's been like three, four years since I've talked to someone. This is someone I used to talk to like weekly, if not daily. So would you say that when your friendships were shifting, did you kind of notice in the moment the reasons why or that they were even shifting? Or is it more like hindsight? Like, damn, I don't talk to someone anymore. I definitely realized it as it was happening, but I am a person that like I let stuff build up over time instead of addressing things. So in the moment, I'm like, mm, I'm starting to see the distance happening. I'm starting to see like when I look at my phone and a text message comes through, maybe I don't answer it right away because I'm like, oh, I know this is about to be draining or, you know, <laughs> I really don't have nothing to say to this person or whatever type of reaction. And you know, I just kind of let it ride out because I knew eventually it was going to come to a head. And of course it did. And every time. So yeah, I was, I was pretty aware, I think in that sense. I mean, what do you, what was your experience, I guess, with? I honestly think looking back at it, it's more hindsight for me for whatever reason, I didn't notice it in the moment. It just happened. And that may have to do with my I don't really like confrontation and I'm not the best, you know, I'm working on it, but my communication skills aren't the best. So that may have played a part where maybe I was the person that did the ghosting or I was, I I did the dumping, you know, that maybe I just kind of walked away without trying or figuring out what's going on. Why are we, um, there's a change between us, like what's going on. I think it was just whether I let other things busy me up and I just kind of kept it going to the point that now it's been months to years since we've communicated or naturally maybe I stopped getting invited to stuff because maybe I didn't respond or I'd get responses like, oh, well, you never come anyway, or you're always late or you don't support this. And I'm just like, uh, okay. So I mean, I think I started to notice less and less invites with certain friends, or I started to notice like, you know, less and less if something was like in the group chat, but I'm like, I don't remember this conversation. So maybe they're having conversations outside of the group chat, but I also didn't care 
like not in a mm-hmm. negative way. I didn't care mm-hmm. to investigate. You heard, you're going to have those friends like, are you guys talking behind my back or did I miss something? Do you have another mm-hmm. chat going on? Or how come I wasn't invited or I didn't know about it? Um, you could have called. Like there are people that communicate that way and that's not me. And I think because that's not me, it just mm-hmm. fizzled. Like, yeah. And I didn't notice in the moment until like maybe if my mom's asking me like, oh, I don't see so-and-so come around anymore. Or if I'm having like a small brunch and someone's like, oh, where's so-and-so that used to be with you? And I'm just like, oh, oof, I didn't realize that uh, so-and-so's <laughs> no longer <laughs> on my speed dial. <laughs> you got to scroll back and you're like, damn, yeah, you're on the bottom of the remember. text list. Yeah, for real. So I- But were you, know, you like caught off guard when the friendships- ended like did it feel abrupt to you once it was brought to your attention or sadly no because I think then I'd like sometimes I'll reach out and be like oh hey it's been some time hope all is well and I think when people say that phrase or certain things you can tell that it's a little closed like a closed communication it's not open-ended let's keep in contact let's find some time let's grab some drinks it's just Mm -hmm. oh you were on my mind hope all is well Oh, say happy birthday to your mom for me. But that's it. Not a, what have you been up to? Like, you're not yeah. going to carry conversation. Unfortunately, that's me where it's like, I check in, but we don't need to carry this on. Let's yeah. not force it. <laughs> well, that's funny that, <laughs> that all is well phrased too, because with one of my friendship breakups, we had a whole thing about my tone in text message because I was speaking too professionally. So like, like your home girl, you're not going to be like, oh, I hope all is well. Like, you're going to be like, girl, what's going on with you? Like, you know, yeah, I wasn't asking those. It wasn't open. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like once you start, I think hitting them with the work phrases or, you know, you just sound super (laughs) formal. It's just like, damn, you're going to do me like a coworker. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we had gotten to that point. And, um, yeah, that that one <laughs> that ended up being like the nature of of our conversation when we broke up um, because she was like, yeah, you know, this text message read like, you know, I read it and I was taken aback because you were, you know, talking to me like we didn't have years in this thing, right. like, you know, whatever. So it was just that was just funny to me when you say the all is well wrap up because that's definitely code for like nah we ain't close no more like yeah I I had a similar situation where it was just like okay I work off shift hours sometimes I have to work nights and I do have like weekend commitments so I don't work this the typical Monday through Friday oh my friends know this my friends know that I need notice if we're going to make plans. If you truly, that's how I started to feel. I'm like, if you truly wanted me to be a part of it, it's fine if it's a spontaneous, hey, we're linking up, who's free today? Fine, I can't do it. But then when I started getting like judged for being MIA, oh, she never comes. Or where it's like, a, okay, we're trying to work around your schedule. And then I'm like, okay, I can do this date, this date. And it's like maybe a month out. And they're like, are you serious? Like, and I think they started feeling like, I'm treating like I'm putting them on my calendar, like they're a client or something. And I'm like, I'm just being honest. I need probably like two to three weeks notice because I do have this work schedule that's already done. And I think mm-hmm. when I said that one time about two weeks notice, they really took it as like, <laughs> you really hit us. So it's funny that you said that. That's what I said about the work phrase. Like you really just kind of dismissed it. Like we're not close friends. You really, you know, treated me like I was just, just some person that you don't really talk to that often. So be it. And it's funny because 
one of the things I had wanted to mention or I wanted to bring up and see if you felt the same way was maybe trying to discuss, are there any signs that a friendship is starting to go out the door or signs that Mm. you need to go out the door? Like for instance, like when I got hit with that, when when I gave like the, I need like two weeks notice and they tried to make me feel guilty about it. I was just like, you know what? Like if I can't be my authentic self, is this friendship still in a positive space that it needs to be? Like if I have to apologize for being me and what I need for me to individually succeed before I can come into this group dynamic. So it's like feeling, you know, that I got to walk on eggshells, feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, that I have to apologize, feeling that I have to hit you like with a disclaimer before I say something, like I have to disclaim my own self. Like, again, I can't be my authentic self. And one thing that used to really grind my gears is that your friends ever hit you or possibly sounds like ex-friends now with the must be nice. (laughs) Some of my friends had kids young, like teenage pregnancies or just early twenties. So then it's the same, right? If I'm asking two weeks notice because of work, but then when I would do something similar, spontaneous, it's like, well, I have kids, you know, I need a sitter must be nice. And I have kids. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, the guilt trip. Uh, yeah. That's the sign <laughs> right there. Like if I feel like I'm guilt trip yeah, or I got to walk on eggshells, this may be a sign that this friendship is exhausted. It's, you know, what you need from it, where it's like, I can come to you in my most vulnerable state where I feel like I can't, I have to put up these guards. Yeah. I think for me, one of the biggest issues is the balance of your feelings and your needs like are equally I guess equally taken as into account as mine I feel like when that seesaw starts to get on like heavily unbalanced where it's like okay I'm always considering it like something like in your in your case I'm always considering you know your schedule I'm always considering what you got going on in life, or I'm always, you know, checking up on you or, you know, doing all these things. But when it comes to me, I'm like, I'm the problem child. It's like, oh, here you go again. Why do we always got to revolve around you? Why? Like, it's always an issue to do something on my behalf. I feel like that's one of the major things that uh, is kind of like a red flag for me where I'm like, okay, okay, like this, is not going to work for me anymore. I'm literally getting nothing out of it other than saying like, we're friends. Like you're not, you're not accommodating me in your life the way that I am doing for you. So yeah. And would you say that's more of what you're trying to say is more that it's just not balanced. Like exactly, it's very heavy on my shoulders and like the seesaw versus we're not necessarily saying reciprocity you know what I mean it's like that's but I do what you're saying it's like I would do stuff and I don't expect like you have to do it to the same degree that I do but give me the same like respect and regard like you see that I give you options when I'm throwing out dates to hang out you see that I'm giving time and you know advanced time to hang out food whatever options I'm willing to come to where you're at sometimes and then Mm -hmm. it's like I'm always the one coming to you I'm always the one driving I'm always always you know what I mean when it becomes an always where it's like okay this is no longer balanced exactly exactly and it's like I honestly don't mind most of the time I don't mind doing for others but it it also gets to a point where it's just kind of like all right all right now come on like 
I asked for something out of maybe 10 times of someone needing something, you need something eight times out of 10 and I'd only need it two times out of 10 and you can't even compromise with me. Yeah, like you can't be there for me the two times I need you, like, come on. And I feel like that's actually been like a reoccurring thing that I noticed in my friendships that didn't work out. And that was why I started to make some changes with myself because I was like, all right, maybe you, you're giving a little bit too, like there's a little too much leniency with friendships. Like you would never, if you were dating, (laughs) if you were dating this person, like the way I would treat like a man I'm dating, your standards will be so much higher, your demands, your requirements, like you would be so much more like there would just be like so much higher standards than you have for your friends and I would speak my mind I Mm -hmm. would clean my piece let you know what I need or I'll let you know this is a done bun that's why I said like I just feel like done friendships just just that that weight of just expectations or entitlement or that pressure Whereas like in a dating situation, you might peace out much quicker in a family situation. All right, I'm leaving the dinner. I'll catch y'all next time. It's getting a little too much, like too mm-hmm. chaotic, but then it becomes this friendship where you just can't cut the cord. There's this pressure to maintain. Yeah. And just like tiptoeing around, like, I don't want to hurt her feelings or like, I don't want her to be mad at me. I don't want there to be any beef in the group. And then, you know, there's tension. It just is like you, I feel like you just have so much more consideration um, probably than is needed uh, to be honest, because, you know, as uh, you get older and your priorities start to shift as we're seeing now, and you know there's just things that are more important unfortunately unfortunately than your feelings ma'am um i'm (laughs) i'm just gonna be like listen i got these two dates available like do you want to link up or not because i got other stuff to do like i gotta take my son to swim class i got (laughs) i got stuff to do like so i feel like your my patience is just so much shorter now um you getting less chances to like (laughs) do some do some some nonsense um it's so funny that you mentioned the you know like I got my own shit to deal with I got other shit to do that I just can't give this so much energy right when you're younger it's just you in a sense sometimes thrive off of drama do you feel now into your 30s you still live by a certain like is there code is there like girl code or like friend code or oh ride gosh. or die <laughs> if y'all can see my face when I even said ride or die it was just like ride or cringing, die so cringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord um girl code I am not the one to ask I will slightly <laughs> bow my head <laughs> Oh yeah. I, oh shit, I won't bow my head. Let's discuss. I, yeah, like me and girl code. I'm I just thinking about like for instance, like the French like I'm thinking about like 10 to 15 years ago, who you who people may have seen me with all the time. And I'm like, okay, where is that how where has that French gone now? And what has happened, you know, in my twenties and my thirties, friendships in general. And you know, I'd say like 
two maybe just grew apart. One of them, I think, was just related to we were just in two different spaces. Um, it was a friend of mine who not only just had a child young, had is now had multiple children. So it's not just juggling like one child. Sometimes she's like, oh, yeah, bring her along. You know, we're going for a girls night. We're going for drinks. Bring her along. Um, you know, she had multiple kids, which understandably they were in different phases, whether school schedules, sleep schedules whatever they needed and her also sleep schedule shifted um and like drop-offs and all that stuff so it just it did become that you know um she just couldn't do do things at a drop of a dime and that you know that that we didn't hold that against each other but we just naturally were doing two different things I was starting to be more of a social person I was out and about after work she's not out and about so if I'm calling someone up for drinks it's probably not going to be her Mm -hmm. um no love lost we just naturally I think you know she started joining more of her mom friends my other friend I think I don't even know I guess it just we just needed different things like she's a person that probably needs to text daily or every 48 hours and needs to chat and I I first of all my phone doesn't even really exist because I don't really have service at work which I which now I do. This is like three jobs ago, right? I didn't have service at work. But I started, I started writing with that idea where it's like, look at that. Like when people literally cannot contact me or I would get nervous, right? That I missed something. Like maybe my family's trying to get in contact or a friend mm-hmm. was trying to reach me. And I didn't have service. And I noticed that I had like no voicemail, no text when I got, finally got into a service area. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let's take time for self. You have the ability to distance yourself. They have the ability to function on their own. You don't have to keep give, give, giving to the same extent that you were because I was that person that was like a giver in a lot of my relationships. I like to nurture people and I like to just be accommodating. Um, So I would bend over backwards sometimes. And then when I stopped having to bend over backwards because literally people had less access to me, I realized that I can't talk to you that frequently. Like I can do it twice a month maybe and I'm content. I, I can't do the I daily, let alone weekly. <laughs> weekly is tough for me. Like my friends would want to check in on the weekend. Let's grab brunch. Let's do this. That was already tough. So one of my friendships that like phased out, I think she just needed a like texting all the time, sometimes car ride home. Like, let's call you up and see how your day was. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a dynamic because she was single. So maybe also didn't necessarily have like person to talk to all the time I don't know but whatever that grew apart and I realized what I needed for my communication I was like yeah that's too much for me that's too much stage five cling alert that's too much Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah yeah that's a little needy Um, I had with my three other friends so that's like five total and I wouldn't say those are all five BFFs but like five close friends Mm -hmm. over the last 15 years the other three and that's why I bring up kind of girl code I think we all had some tangled webs (laughs) webs <laughs> and overlapping <laughs> or 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 uh you know uh guys in common that just uh <laughs> create a little bit of um not talking to I mean it's funny though the three of those where you would have thought like oh damn that happened that's messed up those are the three I still talk to we had our risk we probably didn't talk for two or three years we had to balance it back we had to discuss it but now those are probably the three people that I talk to the most frequently where people be like, you still talk to so-and-so? I thought y'all had that. Yeah, that was when I was younger and maybe, you know, that concept of, oh, if I ever dated him, even if it was like middle school, right? You can't date him. <laughs> now in your 30s, I think you realize that, you know, yeah, you might've met him first, but probably was better yoked for so-and-so. 
I don't know. That code doesn't oh exist my in my God. circle anymore. I think we have overcome it and realized that maybe because we did overlap partners that that code is flawed <laughs> for us, for us. I don't know about you. That's why I was asking about girl code and this ride or die yeah. concept. I just, you know, I'm going to just plead the fifth of this <laughs> and move it right along because, you know, I never, I don't think really understood girl code I couldn't really <laughs> adhere to the guidelines so I never signed the handbook not Got to it. say like I was out here wow you know nothing nothing like that by any means but I just feel like it's one of those things that is too open to interpretation and some people have really strict girl code rules and I, I don't know how it's just understood. It's never discussed. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've violated, <laughs> I've violated a couple of the commandments. Um, whatever. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> nah, I agree. I mean, but like I said, I think because I both, I violated and then I got violated that it was like, what are we yeah. fussing about? Like, I don't even want that person. What are we fussing about? yeah I mean I think yeah also once you like I feel like depending on your like where you grew up like I grew up in kind of like a small town like a small community type of place as far as like cult you know people of color our -hmm. community was small and it was like it's it was it's kind of hard not to step on people's toes if that makes any sense um so diplomatic <laughs> yeah i'm trying not to incriminate myself at all but yeah so it was it it's yeah like i said moving moving right moving along, right along. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that's a good good point to kind of wrap it i think um you know what would you say though as just like a final point what would you say that you I guess as you have resolved personal traumas and you realize what you need for your well-being mm-hmm. how has your communication with others shifted or has it even shifted like have you noticed anything different now in your 30s yeah I definitely and like I said earlier in the episode like I definitely had to take a moment of self-reflection because I'm not obviously innocent in any of these friendship breakups. So I know that, and this is still something I struggle with even, you know, in present day of just not holding on to things and letting stuff build Mm. up. Like that is the worst thing to do. And that also is part of the importance of having true friends that like you said allow you to be your authentic self so that you don't feel like you have to tiptoe or you know what like you said walk on eggshells around them and their feelings because you should be able to at this point in life at this age like you should be able to have a conversation you know have a sit down discuss all right listen, I didn't appreciate X, Y, and Z, or this hurt my feeling, even saying this hurt my feelings. Like Mm -hmm. I had never even communicated a phrase like that (laughs) up until maybe three years ago. 
Um, or, you know, just saying like, you know, this, this is what I need right now. This is, you know, I, I, I was always the friend that was there for everyone else. And I never asked for support in return, which was my fault because I did not <laughs> communicate that effectively. I did not ask for what I needed. So now I try to be more conscious of that. And when I really do need that support, I ask for it. Yeah. When I need someone to talk to, you know, I will just reach out to someone instead of waiting for someone to contact me as if they would know <laughs> that something is going on. Like no one is a mind reader. So um, that's probably been the biggest lesson that I've, that I've learned and I'm learning. Like I said, it is still something that I struggle with the personality that I have and yeah. It's just what I've always done. So it's a hard thing to break, but yeah, that's definitely something. No, I, that's like spot on. I think for me, because I'm still in a resolving stage mm -hmm. of life, um, which, you know, you're always going to be, I guess, because, you know, you got to evolve. Right. But I can, I can at least say out loud and understand and acknowledge that my communication skills suck. So I work around that. Um, and two facets where, you know, sometimes I do let my friends know and more so so that like, I guess like a wellness check because they're like, we used to hear from you, we hear from you, we hear from you. And now you just kind of mm. faded. Like, are you okay? So I will let them know, like if I am possibly, whether I'm just super busy at work or I'm going through something personally that I don't feel like sharing at the moment, I'll let them know that, you know, I may be MIA for a while. Like I just have to deal with a couple things. I may just not even have the energy, group text, social media, whatever, you know, if I'm not posting or if I take a break from whatever, um, just give me a little bit of space and I'll, and then we'll be right back to where we're at. And I'm happy to say that, like, you know, the friends that I do keep now in a post circle, they can respect that and they understand what I need. So there's like a no questions asked. I don't have to, you know, before it might've been like, not only do I have to say something and I have to explain myself. Mm. I have to explain myself about what I need for myself. So now it's like this, no questions asked. Like, all right, bet. Like you do you, do what you need for your mental space. Um, we're here. Let us know when you want to link because we miss you. And that's just all we need where it's just no love loss. Doesn't matter how much time has gone by. We understand that we are um, vital to each other's lives and that, you know, we are going to communicate differently. So I think just that, them letting me have my space when I need my space and I do the same for my friends I give them their space when they need it I don't hold grudges if maybe I'm not invited to something you know I don't charge it uh to their heart or anything we just give each other the room to be and understand that you know I'm me and then I'm us you know I'm, I'm me outside of the friendship and then there's me within this friendship and what I can bring to the friendship at the moment so that's pretty much that I think in terms of how I've shifted mm -hmm with others is just like I said being able to voice out loud that I need this space and I remember one time just kind of getting feeling knocked down because I was like overwhelmed or I felt underappreciated I felt like I was constantly accommodating people losing sleep going from leaving a job to going to do this or waking up early and just like I said wanting to accommodate so many people and I, I remember one time just saying well I did this and I did that and I did this and I've got just like a blank stare it's like well nobody asked you to do all that I was just like, oh, all right. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I got to take that on the chin because again, it can't be like a reciprocity. It can't be a, I'm doing this for the accolade, but 
I had to stop and realize and, you know, say sometimes maybe you are doing too much. Accommodate yourself first, you know, fill your cup first before you fill others pretty much. So Mm -hmm. that's been like the two, I think that like um, I've been carrying into recent years. Um, That's so important. Yeah. That just reminds me of like, remember the, the days of being 23, 24, when you had, you know, your girlfriend's birthday brunch in the morning, and then you run over to, you know, so-and-so's day party, <laughs> and then go home, change, and then you go out for drinks that night for somebody else's birthday dinner, and you just felt like you just had, like, you just had to be a part of it all. Yeah, like you, you just could scene. not say no. You had no. to be on the scene. Yeah, like you just, you could not turn down an invitation because, you know, you would just be worst friend of the year. And, you know, Man, I just- Man, used to hit uh, like five events within a 48 hour Saturday, Sunday bro. weekend and roll into work on a Monday morning. Now my recovery, bro. first of all, I need all of Sunday for recovery. At, and I can do two events max in one week. Like I've all like- and you it's, better have oh, invited me a month in advance. Exactly. I need to <laughs> like, prep and know that, okay, I need to get this done so that I can leave work a little bit early or between hair and just whatever, just whatever. Because I, I know when Sunday comes, plan. I am in bed all day Sunday. So I need to be able to mm-hmm. run my errands earlier in the week and know that Sunday is not going to be utilized for anything, but being in bed and recovering because my joints hurt. <laughs> listen and i'm things gonna hurt at least for another three to five business days <laughs> not just days business days that's the key listen, for <laughs> listen but it's like uh, yeah i just when i just think back at the my younger self it's just like girl you exhausted yourself for what exactly for what exactly <laughs> like yeah nothing to show for it nothing to show for it but my weak knees I was out here and now my knees is <laughs> suffering I didn't give them the rest that they needed I was hopping in heels legit um I did my um dirty 30 I did my 30th birthday in Miami and that's how I knew shit was shifting because we were there for I think four days Thursday through Monday if not every single day at least three of the days I remember those three separate events we had to take a car nap every last one of us yeah. had to take a car nap in between like we had done like you know let's go to the brunch dinner whatever did the mild beach hangout but I guess just being sun exhausted trying mm-hmm. to make this like event that we already purchased tickets for get there and it's like oh, all right y'all go in I'm gonna find parking it's like no I don't want you to walk by yourself we'll all find parking together and I'm like I'm not even gonna lie I was gonna spend like 15 minutes in the car right quick and just get like a reset and it was like <laughs> everyone was in agreement so that they're like that shit sounds like yeah I need that too everyone was like me too me too and legit the fact that we took three days straight we took naps of some sort once in the car and twice leaving a venue going back to where we were staying full-on getting undressed getting a good sleep in and getting back up and like are we leaving the crib again and then oh don't let you all don't let you have got comfortable and then you gotta go back out Yo, oh. how many times now in your 30s have you just chalked it like you just donated that ticket. Like, oh, I, I bought this in advance, but I just, I just can't see myself making that event. And you know, it just is what it is. 
I purposely try to avoid events where I'm required to commit in advance for that reason that I just Legit, can never actually. be sure Legit. until I'm in the Uber <laughs> or yeah. until I'm like, like in two hours Uber. before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. Like if I laid it, I don't know. Like if this sleep is what is hitting for, I just can't make any promises. I don't. Especially if I had something know. else that day. If I had to go to work earlier that day or if it's a weekend and I already had an event, whether a sporting event, a baby shower, if I already had an event that day, I'm not so sure now if I'm making another one. Yeah. No <laughs> double bookings. Not so no. sure. No, <laughs> no more double bookings. So we're yeah. going to add that on the list of what we need from from this is how our communication <laughs> has shifted. No double bookings. Oh, <laughs> oh most definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, no, no, no. Oh my goodness. So, um, <laughs> let us know, like, how, what you guys feel about the this concept of no new friends. Um, what you guys feel about the idea of girl or guy code, and just in general, how your friendship circles have um shifted now that you know into our thirty somethings. You know, yeah. check in with us and drop us a note. Okay. We'll check in with y'all and we'll uh, let's uh, circle back and we'll see you guys in about two weeks for our next turn 30 issue. <laughs> you know what? This so many issues in our 30s. <laughs> be a two parter because I feel like we just scratched the surface on friendships. I feel like let's have a little deeper. I feel like we could give them a Look little at more. You talking about something. Let's have a little deeper. You was over here <laughs> pleading the fifth like Dave Chappelle. You was like, yeah. <laughs> Now here you go. You just got warmed up. I got you warmed up. All right. We can circle back to this. I, yeah. I think I think it merits it. I think I think all the drama itself, just that girl code question alone, I think it merits it. So let's see what you guys have to say about it, and uh, we'll we'll circle back. Let's see what let's see what the listeners have to say about it. So remember um, to listen to us every other Tuesday on your um, podcast platforms. And like I said, check in with us. Send us a note. Send us some um, conversation goers about your friendship issues. Um, yes. We're at Turn Thirty Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. That's Turn with the T because that's just what we did in our thirties. Listen, it's been a ride. <laughs> Okay. We'll holla at y'all. See you later. Bye. Bye.